0: Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistad, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. We'll begin shortly. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistad, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistad, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Stand by, our service will begin shortly. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistad, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly.
1: This morning, it's good to be with you all here in the Lord's house to worship him and to receive his gifts of word and sacrament. It's a beautiful day today. Let's stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. And members, if you see somebody that you haven't seen before, please go say hi and welcome them today. proper order, you see. You just gotta wait. The bell and then We'll go ahead and we'll start with announcements. And whenever the bell decides to ring, it'll ring. Uh, First of all, next Sunday, February the 4th, 8th grade chili cook-off fundraiser. Those wanting to submit a chili for the contest should contact the school office by January the 29th. So if you think that you have a killer chili recipe, let's put that to the test next week on February the 4th. Next, uh, Trinity Lutheran School autograph night will be on Thursday, February the 1st, following the 5th and 6th grade game against Springfield Lutheran at 6 p.m. This is a really fun night, uh, so please plan on attending that. There's, There's the bell. Admission for that uh, autograph night is $3 for for adults and $2 for students. Come cheer on the White Knights and purchase an exclusive team photo. That's Thursday night, February the 1st. Next, your contribution statements is getting to be tax time, are in your mailbox. Please check for any changes that may need to be made. And if you do see some, please notify June in the office. Uh, After church today, our quarterly voters meeting will be held. In the fellowship hall, pizza is being provided, and a free will offering will be collected uh, to cover the cost of the pizza. And any money remaining will be donated to the home fund. Uh, at this particular voters meeting, it's an important one. We will be voting in new officers for the different um, uh, boards that we and committees that we have. So that will happen right after church today. Well, after the pizza. If you have not picked up your contribution envelopes for 2018, please do so as soon as possible. There's a few left that are on the back table there. Uh, also on that back table are the adult Bible study handouts. If you were not able to make it this morning and kind of want to know what we're learning about, please grab one of those. We, are, uh, we just finished section three today on the book of Revelation. Uh, very, very interesting to read. Uh, and then finally, the Friends in Christ group is having a Super Bowl party at Jeff and Marcy Perigen's house on Sunday, February the 4th, this coming Sunday, at 4.30 p.m. Uh, we will be having a spaghetti and Alfredo for supper, so please bring sides, salads, and of course, this was in all capital letters, desserts, to complement the meal. I'm just saying, it's, it's, it's right there, in all caps, desserts. That is all of the announcements that we have for this morning. Let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. This is the day, Lord, that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, that that you have called each and every one of us here by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we are not here today by chance or by accident. but Lord, we are here because your gospel has summoned us here. Your gospel has called us and called our hearts to be here. And so for that, Lord, we give you thanks and we give you praise. And we pray now, Lord, that as we do every Sunday, that you would give us a zeal this morning, a zealousness for the house of the Lord here today. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Our first hymn is number 908. Lord, open now my heart to hear number 908.
2: Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Parker Shane, your announcer for this fourth Sunday after Epiphany. The Reverend Jake Slutton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist Mrs. Susan Siniger, and the acolytes are Jordan Kleibecker and Peyton Mending. Radio broadcast is sponsored by the funds donated to the ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. These broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry. Please contact the church office for how you can help. Our opening hymn is, Lord, Open Now My Heart to Hear, page 908 of the Lutheran Service Book.
1: make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And forgave me and my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, For the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and and merciful to me. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Many are the sorrows of the wicked. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely, you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with of Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Many are the sorrows of the wicked. Lord be with you.
3: My
1: Let us pray. Almighty God, you know that we live in the midst of so many dangers that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
4: Our Old Testament reading this morning is from Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire anymore, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Praise the Lord, all nations. For great is his steadfast love toward us. In the faithfulness of the Lord who forever. Ascribe to the Lord, the glory due his name.
2: Our special music today is by the Trinity Choir.
1: Choir for that very lovely piece. The special, the, is to to the children's message today is presented by Amanda Manning and is about the authority of, of Jesus. Uh, now is a good time to bring up your mighty mites as well.
5: Good morning, how are you guys? How many of you know what the word authority means? Keenan? Yeah, in control. I googled the word authority this morning, and here's what it said. The power or right to give orders, to make decisions... And to enforce obedience. Who might be someone that you know that has authority? Cordell? Okay? Who else might be someone that you know who has authority? Harper? Okay, your your teachers. Okay, who else might be someone in your life that has authority? Makai? Your parents? Riley? Okay, our president, our leaders. Who else might have authority in our lives? MJ? Okay, maybe our siblings that are older than us uh, or our pastor. Uh, But Cordell touched on it with the very first answer. Today we are going to talk about the authority of God and most specifically about the authority of Jesus in our life. Today, Pastor is going to tell us a story about the authority of Jesus that happened in Mark. And Jesus has the most supreme authority of anyone ever that has ever lived, ever, ever, ever. In the New Testament, we see lots of examples of Jesus' authority. He calms the winds and the waves, right? Nature uh, nature listens to him and bends to his authority. He even brings Jonah out of a whale because of his authority, right? Uh, and Jesus brings back people back to life. With his authority in the New Testament. And he even has authority over the devil. And sometimes I like to think that in my life, 2,000 years later, that I have authority. I like to think I can solve my own problems and that my problems are too small. I don't need to take them to Jesus. Or they're too big. I'm the only one that can solve them. Adults out there, how many of you have problems? Anybody else out there have problems other than me? Okay. How many of you guys feel like you have problems sometimes? Anybody? Anybody ever have problems with their homework? Anyone ever have problems with their sibling or following directions from your parents? Guess what? Your life doesn't belong to you. Who does it belong to? It does. It belongs to Jesus, and he has authority over our life because he paid the ultimate price with his death. And sometimes when I forget that and I try to solve my own problems, I have to stop and remember about what it says in Proverbs 3, which is lean not into your own understanding, but lean on who? Jesus. Jesus. That's right. There's great comfort in that. Um, Today, like I said, we are going to hear a story about a man who has a very, very big problem and I want you to listen to what Pastor tells us about how that problem gets solved. And I want you to know that even 2,000 years later, Jesus still has authority in our lives and every problem that we have, no matter how big or how small, no matter how young or how old that we are, we can take it to Jesus because he has the authority and the power to help us with our problems. Let's pray. Dear Lord, remind us daily that you have authority in our lives and that you love us and that you care for us in every situation. We are so thankful that no problem is too big or too small for you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
4: Our epistle reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. Now, concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore... through whom are all things, and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat it, and no better off if we do. you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. This is the word of the Lord.
1: The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in their synagogue, who was possessed by an unclean spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. And the unclean spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed at the even at that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching, and with authority. He even, gives order to un- he even gives orders to unclean spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. This is the Gospel of our Lord.
2: sermon hymn is, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, on page 461 of the Lutheran Service Book.
1: all pray with me please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is the gospel lesson that was just read, specifically focusing on verses 22-22 and 27 about how the people are so amazed that this man named Jesus has the authority to do the things that he is doing. If you were going to list the qualities of Jesus, what would they be? What would they be? Certainly you would probably, one of the first things that might be listed is that of his love, how much he loves us. Another quality would probably be of his grace towards us, you know, the quality would probably be of His mercy towards us. That He cares about us. And that He cares for us. That we can, as 1 as Peter says, that we can cast all of our anxieties upon Him. Why? Well, because He cares for you. And I'm sure that there are. If, if we took the time, that there, were, that there would be many other examples, many other qualities... Of Jesus, that you and I hold very, very dear to us. But the quality this morning that we're going to be talking about is, as one writer put it, perhaps his most essential and his most important quality, that of the authority of Jesus and i wanted to know just what the greek word that was being used in this text from mark what exactly that that meant because the greek language is such a precise language that authority here might mean something different than authority elsewhere so i wanted to know what exactly does authority for this text mean and for verses 22 and 27 it means to command to control to govern And all of these things, to command, control, and to govern with capability, might, and power. To command, control, or govern with capability, might, and power. There are a host of different examples in the Gospels that talk about the the authority of Jesus. Jesus. Specifically, first, we're going to talk about his authority over creation. A few chapters after this, in Mark chapter 4, Mrs. Menning referenced it here, the disciples and Jesus are in a boat, and the great squall, a great storm, comes up upon the boat, so much so that that the waves are actually pouring water into this boat, and the boat is about to sink. And of course, the disciples are freaking out. They're not quite sure what to do. And there is Jesus. And do you remember what Jesus is doing? He's sleeping when all of this is happening. And if you think about it, what reason does Jesus have to be freaking out? He doesn't. What reason does Jesus have to be worried about this enormous storm that has come upon his friends and himself in this little boat? Why does he have to fear it? Because after all, he was the one who made it. He was the one who created it. As God's word says, only God knows where the wind is kept. He made it. He has authority over creation. And so while the disciples are freaking out, Jesus says to the storm, Quiet, be still. And instantly, the storm is calm. And the disciples, as you and I probably would be, are thus in amazement, and they say, What kind of authority does this man have? In this text, we have seen that he has authority over creation. Still another account, this time in the Gospel of Matthew, one of my favorite ones, in Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 13, if you want to look it up in your Bibles there. Authority over our brokenness. There is a soldier that comes to Jesus. And says to him, my servant is not well. But I know that when I tell one of my own servants to do something, at my word they go ahead and do it. And I know that all that you have to do, Jesus, is speak a word. And my servant will be healed. And Jesus says to him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Then Jesus says to the soldier, Go, it will be done just as you believed that it would. And the servant was healed at that very hour. He has authority over creation. He has authority over our brokenness. Over the sin that, that, we were, that we have inherited that has caused us to become sick. That has caused us to get things like cancer. And all other kinds of various illnesses and diseases that are not curable. He is the one who has authority over it. And finally, the most important one. He has authority over death. This comes from John chapter 10, verse 18. There's only one man, there's only one person in all of creation who has ever lived and who will ever live that has the ability, the authority to say this. Jesus said, no one takes my life from me. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. When our loved ones die, when we have the casket that is right here in front of us, showing us the result of sin, the wages of sin is death, the one who has authority over death says, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me will not perish, but have everlasting life. So when you, so when the time comes for you and I to pass away from this earth and pass on into heaven, the one who has authority over death will himself personally take your hand and take you there, just like he has with all of our loved ones who have died in the faith before us. He has authority over death. He has authority over creation. He has authority over our brokenness. And we need his authority in our lives now. This past week I was I was hit with a very real realization that there are many families and many people in our church who are hurting. They're hurting a lot from various things. Illness, marriages, relationships, other people that are talking behind their backs. Let me be very, very clear. Satan is at work in our families, in our lives. I've said this before, but it's true folks, he never sleeps. He never stops. He will continue to press and continue to try to rip apart people. He will try to continue to rip apart marriages. He will try to continue to rip apart your lives because that's the only thing that he exists for is to do that. Oh, how we need the authority of Jesus. Some in our church, some that I know, Friends of mine, some are haunted by their past. They're haunted and reminded every single day by their past sins and their past failures. They will never be able to, hopefully, they will, but they see, they think right now that they'll never be able to forgive themselves for what they've done or for how they've acted. Some have a present right now that is uncertain or emotionally or physically painful. Treatments for cancer. Marriages that are falling apart. Difficulties at work. Children who haven't turned out like we hoped. People who are spreading lies about you behind your back. There are some who are afraid of what the future holds for them. They've asked very real questions of God. At this time next year, will I still be alive? At this time next year, will I still be married? Is work ever going to get better? Will people ever stop spreading Lies. You see, we need the authority of Jesus. We need the authority of Jesus in our lives. Why? Because His authority is the only thing on this side of heaven that can change our lives. It means first that Jesus is the authority of your past, and He is the authority of your present, and He is the authority of your future. It means that He, as the definition that we gave earlier says, it means that He controls it, your past, your present, and your future. It means that He is mighty over it, over your past, and your present, and your future. It means that He has power over it, over your past, and your present, and your future, just like the wind, and the waves. When he said, quiet, be still, and they were silenced at that very moment. Just like your brokenness and mine. Just like our death. He has authority and power and might over it. It means that he has forgiven your past. Let me say that again. He has forgiven your past. Whatever you have done, whatever you have said, he has forgiven it immediately for eternity. I've said this before, but it bears repeating. He doesn't have memory of it, folks. He doesn't even remember it. He has forgiven you of your past. You are no longer a slave to it. It means also that your present reality that right now consists of bad news, that Jesus has come to you and comes to you each and every day as a baptized child of the Heavenly Father and says, here's the Gospel. This is good news. This is good news for you and for your life. Why? Because He is still King. He is still King. Emmanuel let's not forget the message of Christmas. I know that it was just last month, but let's not forget the message. Who is Emmanuel? He's Christ. He is God with us. He is still God with you when you received the devastating news about your health. He is still God with you when your marriage is crumbling. He is still God with you when things at work are not going the way that you had hoped. He is still God with you when people are spreading lies about you behind your back. He is still and will forever be your Emmanuel. God with you. I want to point us to one of my favorite verses. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And the Apostle Paul wrote this. And he is talking about this thorn that he has in his side. We don't, scholars don't really know exactly what that was, but we know that it was bothering him a great deal because it says three times, Paul says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said these words to me. My grace is sufficient for you I want to point each and every one of you back to when you were baptized. Because at that moment, whether it was at this font or a different font, or a different place, at the moment that you became baptized, your foundation, that which you are rooted in, became the Savior of the entire world. Became The Messiah became Emmanuel, God with you. The dwelling place is now with man, according to Revelation. The dwelling place of God is now with men, with people, with you and I. Your foundation, which is Christ Jesus, is unshakable. It is unbreakable. It is unwavering. When everything in your life around you seems to be breaking or wavering or blowing in the wind, your foundation is secure because of Christ. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Remember these words from Jesus, some of the most powerful words in the entire Scriptures. Jesus asked Peter, who do people say that he is? And the disciples reply, well, some say Elijah, some say John the Baptist. But then Jesus asked the disciples, but who do you say I am? And Peter speaks up, old, impetuous Peter speaks up, and he says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says to Peter and to all of his disciples, he says to him, Blessed are you, for this was not revealed to you by men, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and upon the faith for which you just professed, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, which are attacking your families, which is attacking you personally, which is attacking your relationships, which is attacking every single aspect of your lives, Jesus says that the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. whatever it is that you went through this past week, whatever it is that you are going through currently, every single one of us is fighting some kind of a battle. Whether it's health, whether it's our marriages, whether it's relationships, whatever the case is, we're all fighting a battle. Remember, upon that which you were founded, you were baptized into the rock of Jesus, You were baptized into his death, baptized into his resurrection, and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against you, against your marriage. Because of he who has said it and because of he who has the authority to make it so. He who commands. He who controls. He who governs. He who has capability, might, and power. In the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. At this time, we'll collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time uh, to fill out the uh, attendance slip that is on the tearaway sheet on the back of your bulletin. Remember that families, you only have to fill out one per family. Uh, and when you are done, please send them to the inside aisle so the ushers, I'm sorry, the elders, can pick them up when service is completed. With that, we collect our tithes and offerings.
2: The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Trinity's Children's Sunday School and Adult Bible Classes meet at 8.45 a.m. each Sunday in the school. A man's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week and... In the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is "Cause I Said So." Speaker Emeritus of the Lutheran Hour, Reverend Dr. Ken Klaus. Many have pretended to be the Messiah. In today's text, Jesus' authority is recognized and obeyed by his competition. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service.
1: In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. Uh, first off, we give thanks to God that Herschel Worm is back home now. Uh, we also pray for the family of Fawn Hansen upon the passing of her father, uh, Ronald Brockett. Also for those who are listed on our health list, from Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Clyde Baker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Krueger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan and Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Jeannie Stoltz, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Herschel Worm, and Judy Lady, uh, who is having surgery on January the 25th. Also, we give thanks to God for 91 years of life given to Dorothy Osterlow coming up on January 25th. Uh, The 26th. Uh, And with that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your authority over every aspect of our lives. Lord, we need not continue to live in our past failures. We need not worry about the present. We need not fear the future. You are the authority over our past. You are the authority in our present. You are the authority of our future. Help us to rest in the comfort that You live to silence all of our fears. You live to wipe away our tears. You live to calm our troubled hearts. You live all blessings to impart. Lord, in Your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, your servant Moses promised that that you would raise up a prophet like him from among your ancient people, putting your words into his mouth. We bless your name that you fulfilled that promise when you sent your Son with the words of eternal life for us to hear and to treasure. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray to you to give us wise and faithful leaders of our world and nation. Where there is war, may you bring peace. Where there is hunger, may you feed. Where there is faithlessness, may you pour out an extra measure of your Holy Spirit? Lord, in your mercy. Father, we pray to you for all who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. Especially, Lord, for all those whom we have named on our health list. Lord, especially we give you thanks that Herschel Worm is back home now. Thank you for healing him. And also, Lord, we pray for Fawn's family uh, upon the death of her father. May you surround them with your love and with your Holy Spirit. And for, Lord, those all that we know who are suffering, that we name before you in our hearts now. Have mercy on them, Lord. And may they find rest for their souls in your constant love. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. We pray for Dorothy upon her 91st birthday today. We thank you, Lord, for sustaining her in life to this day. And we pray that your face would shine upon her each and every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. Blessed is the one whose sin is forgiven and whose sin that you cover, Lord. Grant that all who approach the holy altar today to partake of your Son's true body and blood may taste the goodness of your mercy and bring forth the fruits of faith in their lives. Lord, in your mercy. With your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament. And under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. We give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us to this salutary gift. We implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. With bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen.
2: It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father, May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shane.
1: Once again, a special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. We're very glad that you were here to worship with us. Uh, We now have uh, the Voters' Assembly that is going to happen in about an hour, hour and ten minutes or so. Uh, But first we have pizza, uh, and that is for um, anyone who wants to come, I think. Uh, And if not, I'm going to invite you anyway, so so come on over. Um, Why don't we uh, say the common table prayer before we eat? Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let these gifts to us be blessed. May our souls by thee be fed, ever on the living bread. Amen. I hope that you all would have a very, very blessed week in the Lord.